0: All right, welcome to another episode of Trust Sports. We got the guys in the building for another week. Liam, Liam in the building, as well as our guy Sean. Welcome on the podcast, my guy. Appreciate you coming out.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited and a big fan of you guys' work, and ready to talk some NFL draft.
0: I, I see your love for the NFL in the background. <laughs> I see your I see your love for NFL trash on your shirt. So we got to bring you back uh, as the season gets gets closer as well to to talk about it.
1: Sounds
0: good, man. <laughs> I got you. Um. So if you've been, if you're not familiar with the show, uh, we do our new segment, Trust Trust of the Week. Trust of the Week. It varies from sports to anything in your week that you have found to always be the go-to. No matter what, you can trust that this is going to hold it down. Um. Liam, are you eager to go first, or would you like me to go first? Up to you.
2: You know what? I'll kick it off. I know we're okay. football heavy focused. Um. But I'm going to start us off in the NBA. My trust this week is respect. We can respect each other, right? It's not that hard. Give respect, okay. especially when it's earned. Now, what am I referring to? As you guys might know, Dylan Brooks. After the the big game two, uh, Grizzlies win over the Lakers, Mr. Brooks came out and said that LeBron was old. Uh, he doesn't respect yeah. anyone who doesn't put 40 on him, and that he wished he was facing the Cavs or Heat version of LeBron, because then it would be a little bit of a challenge. Well. Don't you know, the bear was poked in the first quarter of game three. The Lakers were up 35 to nine. Yeah, I think Dylan Brooks was zero for three. LeBron had eight or ten first quarter points. Uh, it was a route that we all kind of expected. And Dylan Brooks said again after that game Two win. Hey, I poke bears. This is what I do. <laughs> well, you poke the goat and you found yeah. out. So the Lakers took game three. And after game three, Dylan Brooks didn't even speak to the media. Now it's yeah. another NBA great Michael Jordan, again, arguably the GOAT once said, it takes a man to talk shit when you're down and losing. Anyone can talk shit when you're up and, and you're down. winning. Dylan, did you never you have you not learned like don't poke the greats like this? You had to you had to disrespect you now <laughs> listen, I'm all for the cockiness and the competitiveness. Malik, you know I talk shit with the best <laughs> of anybody, but it comes within reason maybe don't disrespect one of the greatest players that we've ever seen and shit like this won't happen especially if you're going to go 3 for 13, 7 <laughs> points and get ejected in the third quarter uh oh, in route to your team losing. So, my trust of the week is respect.
0: I love it. I like it.
1: I like it. <laughs>
0: I ain't going to lie, Liam. It's f- I, I love the pregame, though. I love the, what that brought out of LeBron. Because yeah. people were saying, again, last week we had this debate, and I had people debate with people at the gym. Who would you rather? When it comes down to it, I need a dog in the se- Game 7 of the finals, LeBron or Steph. And you tell me LeBron isn't a dog. You see how he answered him on the sideline, how he was talking to him? Like, you fucked up. Yeah, you yeah. Fucked up. Like, that's the <laughs> shit that I'm like, LeBron got that. You won't shoot that from Steph. You go see Steph chilling on the sideline throwing up his threes like i need that dog mentality because you know what that spreads that goes throughout the that's team awesome. of like this is our shit we're taking it back and he just showed you bro i think it was a little bit of a bitch move to be like oh he's old like he knew he was bullshitting like you know that's a shitty little throw out there but he knew he was poking him and he woke him the fuck up
2: <laughs> exactly exactly I like that one, again, man listen if he talked after listen if you if you can talk after that big loss and say you know what I fucked up, but this is like my yeah. this is my time to talk myself and my guys up. Fine, but you yeah. can't decline the media, man. After that big yeah. laugh. you you know what I mean? Crazy,
1: crazy, A whole different like series that. now. Hey, and he was getting desperate. I mean, he literally had that flagrant too and just swiped him in the uh, you know the, the, the family jewels. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like that. I, 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 hey Liam, I give that. That's up there. That's a nine point two in my eyes. Like that's a, that's up there because where it hits me is not talking to the media after the game. That's where it, it hits me. I like, I hate that. All right. Uh Sean, do you wanna we do it on a, on a scale of one to ten. We rank the trust of the week as well. Do you want to rank it?
1: Yeah, I mean I, I think that's up there too. I think that's at least a nine. Uh if you do decimals, then you know do a nine point one. I don't know. <laughs>
0: The Dave Portno scale. It has yeah, to yeah, exactly. Yeah, you gotta put a scale. Um, I'll go next with my trust of the week. So my trust of the week is gonna be sports, but it relates to uh what we do in our day-to-day YouTube. My trust of the week is YouTube, and I want to talk about YouTube because it's it's a foundational part of my life as you know produce, uh, editing and all that of the podcast. But besides that, when it comes down to the two things I have recently or three things I have recently do, change my dryer head. I can easily go on YouTube YouTube University, type it in, and no matter what, there's going to be some weird fuck that recorded themselves, you know, changing the dryer door from one side to the other. And I would never figure that shit out myself. How to unclog my drain here. I uh, Fucking baking soda and some shit down your drain. And even changing a headlight. Like, no matter what, there's some weirdo that's like, you know what, people need to hear this. And I'm recording myself doing this and they're always annoying as fuck. They're like smacking into the mic, talking like they have no etiquette of how to record a video, but they're clutch with getting the job done. So my trusted week is always YouTube University. Anything you need done around the house, you can look it up and it's there for you.
2: I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's sure. that's got to be up there for me, man. I'll give it an, an 8.7. Okay. 8.7. Uh, I mean, we grew up, we were the generation of YouTube. We just watched dumbass videos. And then yeah. now, like you said, Malik, it. it anything a to z you can find out how to do do hood uh, man always trusting in it yes Sean, sure. what do you think
1: yeah no i mean i think that's up there i mean i i use youtube as a as a learning resource all the time <laughs> just for like silly shit and then yeah. you know you sometimes you're just down a rabbit hole and you know you yeah, you yeah. figured out like i had to learn how to tie a tie and, or or change a tire and then you're like in some college course or something like it's <laughs> it's weird how yeah. how you just go from one thing to another but you know it. it's it, it's pretty great and you know it you're you're right about the quality sometimes and and the hosts yeah. but you know if if you get that clutch moment or if you learn that that little nugget of information yeah. then it's all worth it for
0: sure i appreciate you Show so you uh
1: yeah I'll, I'll give you an 8.5 on that one i'll take that <laughs> nice. i'll take that well, sure. um you, and you, then you got one for us yeah i've got uh i guess one and a half, sort of both in the football realm um, I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be general or not. I, I love that you guys did peanut butter and chocolate in the past. I mean, that's a that's a goat combo. I love me some Reese's. <laughs> um, but but my trust in the week is uh, trust in Howie, Howie Roseman of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I think that he did a pretty incredible job as far as the structure of Jalen Hurts' deal. Um, he's technically getting paid less than Daniel jo- Jones on a year to year basis, the way they yeah. structured those, those contracts. And I, I sometimes pretend like I know how they, how they actually make those contracts, but as far as, uh, you know, signing bonuses and, and what goes against the cap, I'm not necessarily a hundred percent sure, but it seems like he's always been amazing with that stuff. And, you know, it's pretty awesome that he's been able to keep most of the, the The team, most of the Eagles team in depth together, being able to re sign Slay and Bradbury was a real big move. And then also making Mm -hmm. Jason Kelsey one of the highest paid centers of all time. Um, But then also having two first round picks for this year's draft, um, you know, I think he, we'll we'll get a little bit more into that. He may trade back a little bit. Or for all we know, maybe he drafts a running back for the first time in 30 years. Um, But but definitely, you know, trust in Howie. Uh, He's come a long way from the days where Chip Kelly was the GM for the Eagles. So it's nice to see that he's back in his prominence and, you know, well-respected around Philly. And then also uh, a sort of trust in in the NFL draft. Um, You know, for a lot of these guys, this is a dream come true. They've been working their entire lives just to get on this stage. So the fact that, you know, it's a culmination of their entire high school and college careers to be on stage in, in Kansas City and to see their uh you know dreams come true is sort of better than reality tv
0: yeah uh, so i can't give you a high score for the eagles Dan, yeah i was gonna say but I- yeah i wasn't
1: <laughs> expecting one <laughs> from yeah.
0: but no no but the reason i won't give you a zero is because no matter what like i always give credit to the to the eagles organization like when i took time and like me and leon were discussing like when you look at the the trajectory of like just from 2000 of the eagles it's like Every three years, they're in the the calling of, like, possibly going for a Super Bowl. And it's, like, every three years, and then they suck so that you can tell they're rebuilding. And then the next three years, they're back in contentions, right? You see that. So, like, that's the wherewithal of like, or, a good organization that knows the fuck they're doing and not like the Cowboys. So, like, I give you – I'll at least give you a 5.3 on that one. But you just – you get some points off for it, you know, the fucker, the egos. But
1: Appreciate I will that.
0: say there's nothing more that I, like, bet – like, I will go back and watch, like – I love when they do, like, the follow the draft of certain players. And there's always those, like, players who are not getting drafted high, who, like, you see them fishing when they or get had drafted. all that
1: hype before.
0: Yeah, like, you yeah, see like exactly. you see that different stuff. And, like, I always, like, sometimes it brings tears in my eyes to see it. Like, you don't understand, man. Like, when I cried the last game of my high school year in playoffs, people were like, why are you crying? I'm like, dude, I just didn't train this year. I've been training since I was six. Like, I've been playing football since I was six, dude. So it's, like, for all these players, like, their graduation, like, now they're getting their families out of these conditions, you see them crying. So, I love that. shit. So, honestly, dude, I give that like a nine five because I love the draft night of like seeing the commotion, see what they wear, um, and then see the tears come as well.
2: It is, it I'll was. take it. Come on, I gotta give you a 10 for Howie, man. He's been, <laughs> I mean, he's been during his uh, eh, not so great draft picks, uh, over the past, you know some odd <laughs> years he's always been a magician with the Cowboys.
1: Marcus Smith so, baby
2: <laughs> the names you are Chip Kelly Marcus Smith I'm shivering over here um but no I, I mean he's always been a magician with that type of stuff and he's doing it again uh the James Bradbury contract specifically I saw it and it's ridiculous how it's broken out the Jalen Hurts deal like you just mentioned you see that big number and it's up oh, well the Eagles like how are they going to manage to pay anybody in the next few years and like what you just said, I think there's a point in three years where Daniel Jones is making close to double what Jalen Hurts will be. So it's just nuts. And then as for the draft, perfectly leads us into the next the next segment. I'll give that a 9-3 as well because you're right. It is better than reality TV. It's, it's seeing these dudes that have worked so hard, um, their families and everything that they've all put into it, come to fruition to now officially embark on their dream. And that's where we will start um, – We're going to do a little bit of a mock draft. Now, we're not going to do the whole thing. We're really going to do the picks that people care most about. Um, Boys, I know we talked about it. We'll focus more around like that top 10, top 12 area. And what we're going to do is we're going to do a little bit of a snake style draft. So, Sean, I will start with you. Carolina Panthers are on the clock. Who are they taking and why?
0: Oh, hold on, hold on. Before we begin, hold on, hold on, before (laughs) we begin, I fucked up then. And I came from what the Cowboys need to fucking draft because that's where my mind is going. Okay, thinking.
2: We could talk about that too at the end. Okay, okay. So, my yeah, thing they have like the, the 20th pick or something, right? Yeah, yeah. they 20, yeah, 26. <laughs> 26. <or six>. So, <laughs> let's just
0: imagine the Cowboys. We'll, move we'll skip up. around
2: there. We'll, yeah. we'll still yeah, talk yeah. about them. <laughs> so
0: let's, just, let's just say I'm drafting for the Cowboys. I'm the GM. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, cool. Well, Sean, yeah. Panthers are on the clock. Give us your top five picks on what you think might happen on Thursday.
1: Yeah, sounds good. So um, I think the Panthers just trading up for that pick. It's pretty obvious that they're going to take a quarterback. And with that, I think everyone's really just been hearing two names with CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. Um, you know, I think it's it's more pick your poison. I personally like Bryce Young more. I think he's more polished. I know that he's a little smaller, um, but he's just a gamer at Bama. He won the Heisman for a reason. But I think that the Panthers are leaning a little bit more towards CJ Stroud. I watched, um, I think it was Josh McCown had like uh, a draft breakdown with underdog fantasy um, on all the top quarterbacks. And he just sounds like he, And he, he's the quarterback's coach at Carolina. So Uh, It just sounded like like he was above and beyond over EJ Stroud. I think he fits that Frank Reich uh, mentality and and size of a quarterback. The fact that he's a little bit bigger, I think he's 6'3". Um, my my worries about Stroud is just the fact that he played with such a good team at um, Ohio State. He was literally never touched uh, behind the line, and he had some of the best wide receivers to throw to. I mean, the fact that he had Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Marvin Harrison Jr., and J- JSN Jackson Smith and Jigba like those are all first round wide receivers coming out of Ohio State. And he made th- and they I think made things look easier and probably helped his accuracy. But I think he's still the most accurate guy in this draft. Um, so I'm a little bit torn. I think for the ease of this draft and, and the top five, I'm going to say that CJ Stroud goes one and Bryce Young goes two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with that, I think that the Cardinals would most likely trade their pick, actually. But if they hold on to it, I think it's Will Anderson all day. Um, and then everything I've heard, it seems like the Colts are, are very much going to be drafting a quarterback at four. Um, and, and then, you know, you have a, a, a personal preference with Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. I personally think Anthony Richardson's better and or at least the more intriguing and exciting prospect. But I wouldn't be surprised if they pick Will Levis. I think he's got a cannon of an arm. He'd play very well in an indoor stadium. And, you know, Michael, Michael Pittman needs someone, th- someone to get him the ball. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, with with those, I, I guess we'll say Will Levis at four Um, and then five has a, an interesting predicament for the, the Seahawks with the fact that they could go quarterback and get someone to back up Geno Smith, or they can get a stud on defense and get the best player available in Jalen Carter. Um, You know, I think with with Pete Carroll in particular, he doesn't really care so much about the the question marks off the field. There isn't too much to do in Seattle. And I think that, uh, you know, it, it would be uh, an awesome opportunity for, for both of them. But also if, if they do go quarterback, imagine Anthony Richardson and DK Metcalf on the same team. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are two yeah. like just presences of, a, of, yeah. of dominant athletes and, and the fact that if they're playing on the same team, I don't know. I'd, I'd be scared to line up against them, but uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I guess that's my first five or six, uh, you know, I'll, I'll defer to you. And I'm sure we'll, we'll poke holes at some of our favorite other picks throughout the draft as well.
0: I don't know. Like it's like you, I, I think I like that interesting debate about um, CJ Stroud. But when I look at like, when I, you know, I'm a big Ohio state guy, but when I watched, you know, Bryce Young play and I look at like, accuracy I think Bryce even that's my boy but I think Bryce Young takes it when it comes to throwing the ball on a fucking pin drop like the throws he made are just immaculate like I was like how the fuck are he, is he making these like in the end and he makes
1: like, it look so effortless too so just. Effortless.
0: and his poise he's very poised when he's there he's laughing in the middle of a game like you're in a top t- like SEC game and he's just laughing about it laughing it off like but I think C.J. Stroud. when I look at who's going to transfer better into the NFL I think that's when Stroud is your quarterback. Stroud is going to be your NFL quarterback of going out there, being able to play the full position. Bryce Young, to me, he, I say he's like, an, damn, it sucks you can't even have this now. Like an old school Russell Wilson, right? Like before Russell, like I don't know what's going on with him now, but like he reminds me of that size, right? He's that he's at height, but he's going to be a baller. I think they both have success, but I want to take Stroud. I don't want to step over. Liam, you want to go next or, or I can go? It's up to you. Yeah.
1: Can I just yeah, say awesome. something real quick? I, yeah. I think it's funny that, that you like Stroud just because like, my my pro comparison to him is Dak Prescott, and it sounds like you're a Cowboys <laughs> fan, so like it should be that you fit him. And Bryce Young seems like a more polished version as far as a thrower of Jalen oh, Hurts yeah. coming out. Yeah. But yeah. but I I very much like the Russell Wilson comparison as well. Sorry to to steal your yeah, thunder. I don't
0: know if go. I say Dak because Dak Dak just is fucking. I don't I don't know who to compare him to. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to compare him to that. I think I see Stroud as like a little bit less of a. Uh, explosive player than fields. Like that's how I see him, see him as like a field type guy, but not as explosive.
1: Well, if fields were in this draft, would you take him ahead of, of Stroud or even young?
0: <sighs> Go ahead, Liam. I, I'm that's, going hundred percent. Yeah.
1: I I I would take fields a- ahead of both of them. Yep. I think probably, yeah. probably.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 But you know what? Yeah. Leak, you know what? I'll just run through my top five. Sean, it's very similar to yours. Um, I think number one, the Panthers, they they probably go Bryce Young. Um, I, I've been hearing weird things when it comes to CJ Stroud, so much so that he might even fall out of that two spot for, in Houston. Um, I don't really think it's going to happen. This week, past two weeks, are always filled with smoke screens. What's real? What isn't? We really don't fucking know. Um, but I do think that, Sean, you kind of mentioned it, <clears throat> these two, Take your pick, but I think they're going one and two. I'll go Bryce Young with the top pick, and then C.J. Stroud at number two. The Cardinals, you're right. Prime, prime trade candidates. Um, I look at Raiders at seven as a potential suitor, but again, for the sake of our segment here, I'll stick with it and go Will Anderson uh, out of Alabama. I think that this is a dude that can be a Defensive Player of the Year candidate in two years' time, if that Uh, I mean, he's been a stud on the Bama defense for the past few years. Jonathan Gannon, screw you, Jonathan Gannon. But defensive-minded guy who's going to want to get some of his dues in there. I think Will Anderson is a great place to start. Number four, the Colts. It seems like they fall in love with Will Levis. Again, is it all true, or are they just smoking everybody for Anthony Richardson? I don't know. But it does seem like it's a Will Levis pick at four. Since Andrew Luck has retired, we've seen Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, these hodgepodge of quarterbacks on the back end of their careers that they're kind of taking a chance on. Go get your guy that you think you can build around for the next decade plus. I do think it'll be Will Levis. And then five, Sean, I'm with you as well. I think Jalen Carter and his off-the-field troubles just screams Pete Carroll. I mean, he's the player's coach that everyone loves to play for, uh, defensive-minded, Head coach in Seattle. He is the best player, arguably, in this draft overall. And I think if he's there at five, Pete Carroll says there's no way that we're passing up on a dude like that. So, Sean, very similar to yours, but that's the top five I got. Malik, what do you got? All
0: right. So, you guys did like. I don't want to repeat you guys because you guys already pretty much hit on all my, (laughs) like, who they would go to. But I want to say, like, my top five guys in the draft right now from watching them in college ball. Of course, I want to say C.J. Stroud, number one. I really truly think, like, I'm more excited to see him transition over than anyone else, right? Because of how C.J. Stroud went out in college. Like, he really didn't prove himself. Like, Fields proved himself to be like, he's going to be dominant in the NFL, right? No matter what. I mean, the team he played for sucks, but he's going to be dominant. But C.J. Strauss still has a lot to fucking prove. He couldn't beat Michigan, couldn't win the big game. And I think that last game of the year proved, like, oh, shit. Like, Stroud has the ability to take over a game. It's just not enough film. Like, let's be honest. He took over that game. Uh, versus Georgia, the reason we were in in contention was the way he played towards the end as well. So, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see him play next. Um, Bryce Young, of course, dog. I think he's already in the NFL system. They yeah. all all those guys say like their college practices are harder than the college games. And they even said some of their college practices are harder than the NFL practices. Like once you get out of August and like that, like your practice are nothing compared to how Nick Saban rides you the entire year. So I know he's already developed enough and he knows enough film and is smart enough to go run a, you know, that's the, always the most nervous I am for a player to be like, get drafted, go play is a quarterback. And that's what we said about hurts. Like you had hurts run into a fucking wall coming out of college and he had to deal with all that, all the QB room bullshit that was going on. So I think he's the most poised and ready to go player out of all of them because he's been in that system. Um, my guy, of course, I'm going to go number uh, three, my boy Smith, wide receiver, Ohio State, Josh Smith. Like, come on, man. Like, anyone that picks him up, he's, I feel like he's guaranteed a thousand yards this year, at plus, no matter where he goes, he's going to be a weapon guy. Uh, and us, I'll say that for the end. Um, and then uh, t- two guys that like I think that will f- might slip through the cracks depending on what teams go. Uh, B. John Robinson, I think he's a running back that got a bad rep because going into this year he was touted to be one of the highest winners, right? With Texas, Texas being a fucking phenomenal, um, like uh, ranked team going in and then sucked all year. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he got the just do or what it, what it, what he could do at the next level. And then my sleeper, even though I. Fucking hate them so much and these are all like you know your wide receivers and quarterbacks that i'm sticking on um and i'll talk about like my possibly slide in there we'll probably slide in there is a tight end from uh, notre dame uh michael was it Meyer. Mayer? yeah Mayer, Mayer. yeah dude when he went to tight end you i watched all those podcasts you know busting with the boys like that but when he was at there they thought he was in the nfl already like they thought he was an nfl tight end already in the league again notre dame they had a bad shake this year as well I think he's gonna be a player that we see here for a long time in the NFL. Whoever grabs him, it's like that's gonna be your um, how the Eagles have what's 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 your boy's name for the Dallas Eagles, Goddard. Dallas Goddard. How how every how we had Jason Witten, like he's gonna be your weapon to get you as those first down. Like anyone that takes him is gonna be blessed to have that guy. And then my sleeper, of course, is gonna be the uh, Ohio State offensive lineman, um, Paris Johnson. Paris like, Johnson. Yeah. Between him and uh, <laughs> the dude from um, uh, where's the other guy from? Northwestern. TCU? Northwestern. Oh, Northwestern. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know it's yeah, purple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, no, Northwestern. Like, those are two Peter off I think. Yeah. It. There it goes. Yeah, yeah. I truly believe that when it comes down to, like, the next level, like, this is an opportunity for the Cowboys to pick up uh, someone as well. That That's where I had him as well in my draft because, I mean, the Cowboys, we have a, a rookie left tackle that was in there last year. Our center just retired as well. So these are some guys that can really get into play. And I feel like they're developed. You know, these are guys who are also getting drafted. After these are COVID babies too. You have to remember they got an extra year of eligibility. A lot of these guys stuck it stuck it out for another year, so they're more developed than you ever would see from anyone else that was just drafted straight out of high school. I mean, college with three years. And these are guys who have been around for a while. So those are my top top five and my little sneaker that may uh, come in there.
2: I like it. I mean, those two those two tackles they're plug and play. I mean, yeah. you draft them and you have and you have your yeah. dudes for the next ten plus years. So yeah. um, no, I like it a lot. I know that. We want to touch on. You mentioned a name, Bijan Robinson, running back in yeah. Texas. Um, it's very interesting because I can see him going right around that tenth pick, and yeah. I'm forgetting on who has that tenth pick. Sean, uh, can you help me out? What do you think the <laughs> odds are that Bijan comes to Philly?
1: You know, I know that it's what all a lot, basically all the fans want, and it's anyone who plays fantasy football wants. Considering him with that offensive line would be nasty. And I mean he he's probably one of the best running backs to come out of out of the draft since Saquon Barkley. Um mm-hmm. plays a very similar game to to Christian McCaffrey. Um very good receiver in general, can line up on the outside and can do it all in between the tackles and literally juke out an entire defense at times. Um yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, Malik with the fact that like he sort of was snubbed out of the Heisman conversation, you know, he he's really a, a truly incredible running back and looks looks a lot like LT to some level uh LaDainian mm. Tomlinson not yeah, yeah, not yeah. Lawrence Taylor yeah. um, but but you know him. I a I think that's real high praise I don't know if he's necessarily going to go 10 and I think if the Eagles pass up on him he could actually fall a little bit but I also see that the, um the Vikings could be pretty interested in him at 24 or twenty twenty three. 23 um, I know that they're considering moving on from, from Dalvin Cook, um, so he'd be a nice replacement there. Um, but then, but you know, with this, with that... The
0: question I have for you guys, though. I have the question, would you want... Because in my eyes, I'll stick to it this day, you guys can't run the fucking ball behind that amazing offensive line, right? When I look at that, that offense, I don't see, though, that offense as like a run-first offense. Would you want to see a... Like, I don't know. If, I, if I'm a back, I don't want to pass offense first type of and come into that. I mean, it, it helps your career last longer. But when I come into it, I think that offense is suited especially for someone like you guys have been already. It's out there like Derrick Henry. You know, he's an older guy. He doesn't need to have the, you know, your every down back. He's not your star guy. I would rather you go get Derrick Henry and have that guy sitting there. When he, when he's needed, he's going to get you guys those yards rather than have a, a, an amazing running back just sitting there because you guys can throw the ball all across the field. Who would you rather?
1: I'd rather have B. John Robinson, personally, okay. over Derrick Henry. And and I don't think Derrick Henry's coming here anymore. Um, I think that was more of just one of those little smoke screens. Although, yeah. you know, if if they cut him or if they're offering for, like, a fifth-round pick, then, you know, I'm sure the Eagles would entertain it. But he also wants to get paid at least $10 million, and the Eagles don't really believe in paying running backs that much. So I think it's way more likely that they would draft B. John Robinson than than um, trade for Henry. Um, but then also with that, you were saying how the Eagles, you know, don't necessarily have this dominant run game despite having such a good O-line and I sort of agree with it, but it's also because they are, they they want that pass first mentality. Um, and that's why they have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and, you know, they, um, but, but with that, I think that, you know, in the second round or later in their, their pick at 30, you know, if if um, Jameer Gibbs is there, the running back from Bama, then that could be someone that they consider. I mean, that guy's a home run hitter. He's a very yeah. good pass catcher. He he comps a lot to Alvin Kamara. So, I mean, if you can get a guy like that in your offense, then, you know, you might be able to still have that pass first mentality.
2: Mm. Yeah. No, Sean, I'm with you. And honestly, up until recently, I was not <clears throat> really down for Bijan. I mean, it's it's cool. It's the sexy pick. And like you said, it's the one that, Everyone who plays fantasy football wants to see, but I I didn't really see it a couple of weeks ago. And now as the days continue, I've talked myself into it more and more and more. Um, As he kind of alluded to when he talked to the Eagles and Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie said, you're not getting a running back. You're getting a playmaker. I mean, Mm -hmm. Sean, you touched on it. He has a lot of Christian McCaffrey in him to where Mm -hmm. he isn't just that hand me the ball off. I'll run uphill. He can do a lot of different things And with this offense, I I think the Eagles are in a position to where Howie Roseman's licking his chops saying, do I do it? Do I just put together the most dominant offense in the league? Like, do I just, do I? And I think there's an argument to be made that we really don't see teams that are coming off of a Super Bowl appearance in the top 10. You see teams like the Cardinals and the Colts and the Raiders who need a lot of different things to where... That's kind of why running backs really aren't that sexy of a pick anymore in the top 10. But I think the Eagles are in such a rare position where you can go out and get that sexy pick at 10 and then do what we probably expect them to do and bulk up those lines, those D-lines yeah. and O-lines. In reality, again, I've been saying it all all along, they'll probably trade back to, I don't know, 13 or 14, maybe get a D-lineman, Um but I think there's there's real case to be made that you have B. John Robinson on his rookie deal for the next five years. You yeah. have those five years of Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith now probably, the way they structured Jalen Hurts' contract, B. Yeah. John Robinson and this offensive line. That's your window. I say maybe just go do it.
1: Mm. All
0: right, go so ahead. then who are your um like uh, who are your you give me three positions you're like let's go get these guys let's i don't know if it's guys you don't have to say it's specific guys but three positions where we're like we want to see some draft happen or trades happen to fulfill these these different things for the Eagles i would say
2: mm-hmm. sure I'll,
1: I'll yeah that. i mean I, I think it's most likely that they trade back sort of like what liam was saying um mm-hmm. you know that i the fact that they have i think two firsts a second and then they don't have a pick till like the sixth and seventh so they, I think they have like six or seven picks, but to get a day three and an earlier day three pick makes a lot of sense just to trade yeah. back a couple of spots. Um, I think that if, if they do trade back, they're probably going to get an edge rusher or a pass rusher of some sort. Um, I like Nolan Smith a lot. And I know the Eagles mm-hmm. like him a lot Um the, the edge rusher out of Georgia. He's a little undersized compares a lot to Hassan Reddick just based on his size and speed. And it'd be awesome to have two of those guys on he your D nice. line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then another guy that I think would fit pretty well is Lucas Van Ness. Um, I think he might be a little bit later, but he's the uh, pass rusher out of Iowa. Um, he's just – he's real raw and, and just a pure athlete. Looks a lot mm-hmm. like one of the Bosa's coming out. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm pretty excited to see, see what he can do on the next level.
0: Mm. Bosa!
2: Bosa! <laughs> yeah. That's
0: awesome. all I think about from Philly. That was the funniest thing in the world. Bosa! <laughs> Go ahead,
2: I Leo. Love it. I love it. I think for me, um, honestly, Sean, I'm not a big of Ness guy. I, I think what you just said, like he's raw. I think he's more of a project. And where they're at right now, go get a guy that you can plug in and play. I'm a big Nolan Smith fan. Sean, I saw on your Instagram. Uh, I think that's who you had the Eagles going at with at 10. But he's a yeah. guy I can see kind of falling to that 13 to 15 range where, like you mentioned, Howie might trade back a few picks and end up going with Nolan Smith. Again, I fall in love with Jameer Gibbs. And he'll be there in that late first round, maybe early second. And again, we talk about this pass first offense. I think what he can bring to this Eagles offense in terms of a playmaker in the backfield is really, really exciting. Um, and then, I mean, honestly, I, I wouldn't be upset with the um, guard from Florida, Osiris Torrance, I believe. Um, yeah. We lost our right guard um, this year, or I'm sorry, sorry, left guard this year to the Steelers and I think he's again he's another guy that can come in I watched his tape a little bit against Jalen Carter and he handled him pretty damn well um again I think he's a pick that it's not going to be sexy but you draft him and he starts for you in September right away so those are the three names I'm kind of looking at if Bijan's not on the table Mm
0: -hmm. I like that I like those so should I be practical or in in my own world here
2: B, but give me your practicality and then give me like your dream day.
0: Okay. So Let's I would hear it say, what, what is that
2: for the Cowboys? Let's hear it all. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. So what I would say and is an immediate attention grab for me is all offensive line. With our center retiring, and we had a rookie left tackle. I, I believe his name was Smith as well. Um, but we had a rookie left tackle that did amazing playing this year. But I definitely say we have to fulfill that offensive line. That offensive line was kind of beat up batter last year and just played to their roles. So I would I wouldn't mind taking that first pick and just go draft me an offensive lineman. Next, I would say is our defensive side, our cornerbacks. There's a kid out of uh do I have her down here? Oregon, Christian uh Gonzalez, cornerback. Go get me someone to have alongside Diggs. Like, you have those guys. You have, like, the Eagles have. You guys have those two guys on your defensive sides that, like, is honestly the best defensive tandem in the league right now. Like, who's topping that right now? So, like, go get that pick as well. And, of course, I love, because of what I got used to, accustomed to with Zeke and Pollard, I do like that dual threat at the running back position because of the position we are in with our quarterback. Having to rely just on Dak is a no-go for me. I'd rather rely on Pollard in our running back scheme as well. And then secondly, we did lose Schultz. We lost our tight end Schultz um, as well. So I would love to get the kid from Notre Dame and ball out. But they're talking about our second string. Again, the second string guy that we had that when they were go to camp, they wouldn't even talk about Schultz. They would talk about him. And we didn't see him that much last year. So I would love to see that pick. Now, in my if everything goes my way, world, if I had a million dollars, like a hundred billion dollars in my pocket and I could do what the Mets did with the Cowboys and go just get who the fuck I want, um, I'm taking a new quarterback. Now, I, it, between uh the kid from Florida or even Tennessee, I say, fuck it. You're paying him. Pay uh um Dak his money. It is what it is. But the thing is, Jerry Jones does not like to be wrong. And that's what he did with Tony Romo. He was wrong for so many years. And it just got to the point where Tony Romo couldn't do anymore. So Dak stepped up. For right now, you're wrong. Dak's not going to do anything. You overpaid him. It is what it is. Go draft someone, put them on a rookie deal, and just pay Dak out to just sit on the sideline. You lost your money. I'm sorry. Um, But with the team we have, we should at least be beating San Francisco, the the Eagles. I mean, like, we should be competing with these guys. Right now, it's not a competition at all. Um, I thought more about our debate we had last week, Liam, about... Who who? How close is it between the Cowboys and 49ers? I still think it's pretty close, but at the end of the day, it's not gonna. It's we don't come out ever. Out of out of ten times, we maybe win one, and Dak does has the best game of his life. In and order that's to what win I mean. Run.
2: But that's what I mean by not close. Right? Yeah, so like yeah. You, If you run that, and I think it's the same with the Eagles. Like have five games in Dallas, five games in Philly. Have it be playoff atmosphere. I don't know if the Cowboys win more than two.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. I reason. know. I agree. I agree because it's like you, and what's the prime reasoning behind that? It's the quarterback position. Like I said, I was trying to think of what quarterback around the league do you plug into our system and say we possibly win it. And I looked that straight up, and I was like, Daniel Jones. If I think Daniel Jones just does oh. his job, if I think that Daniel Jones just does his job, I think he d- plays better than what Dak does. I You'd think you have f-
2: Daniel Jones right now than Dak.
1: Do you see what Dak did last year? Come on. Did you see what Daniel Jones did last oh, year? On, I think he had man. 15 touchdown passes.
0: Dog, I would rather you don't. You don't know the hurt that you have to go through. All right, let's just say okay, okay. Plug it, and I'm saying that was worst case scenario. Who I'd rather have? Let's okay. just say, plug it. Give me Lawrence from fucking uh, the Jaguars,
1: Jacksonville. Yeah. See what happens, awesome.
0: like. Like, see what happens. It's a different game. Like that's what I'm saying. Plug in the kid from Tennessee or Florida, or of course my guy CJ Stroud. Like Cowboys make a move, do something, and I do love that tandem. Um, but I, I think I, it's for the. If you guys go get Henry or fucking Robinson, I'm not watching for the next three or five years. Yeah. Like it's just <laughs> don't talk to me about Cowboys Eagles rivalry because it's not a rival anymore. It's going to well, be an ass beating.
2: You know, Malik and. and- Honestly, as you're kind of saying this, to go back to the Cowboys and your DAC argument, this is interesting because it it shows shades of similarity to what the Chiefs did when they went and got Mahomes, right? The Chiefs were making the playoffs. They were fine. There really was no real issues, but Alex Smith wasn't getting them over the top. Oh, yeah. And they went and got Patrick Mahomes, who everyone was like, holy shit. And now, look, now I'm not saying that Anthony Richardson or any of these guys (laughs) are Patrick Mahomes. But... You have a guy, Dak Prescott, who you've seen now for, what, seven, eight years? Yeah. And he's really good sometimes, and he's really mediocre most times, and you kind of reach the ceiling, which you did this past year, of you probably could have beaten the Niners. Yeah. But we saw some of those Dak throws. I don't think Jerry will do it, but it's it's interesting. Do we, do we go and get a guy like Anthony Richardson, who's a, the best pure athlete in this draft, mm-hmm. and maybe take a chance?
0: Yeah, it's it's gonna be a rough time. I don't see Jerry. I don't see Jerry wanting to make any moves where he moves up or down. I think he's just gonna stick with his pick and and take it as it is. So if I see any movement from the Cowboys, I'm gonna be hype. And then they're gonna draft some dumb shit. They're gonna move all the way up to go draft a lineman. Like it's it's just gonna be dumb as fuck what they do. So let's see what happens.
2: Well, you know what? And and this I actually want to tie both of you into because Malik, this is your guy that you talked about. But Sean, I want to get your opinion on that. I've seen pick up steam. More so over the past couple of days, today specifically, uh, is Jackson, Smith, and Jigba to the Eagles. Um, again, it kind of goes back to this <laughs> do they get that dominant offense, but it's pass first? We've seen Quez Watkins and the lack of what he's been producing. I do not think it'll happen, but I saw again some smoke screens or whatever they may be. Yeah. The thoughts interesting. Sean, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, he definitely
2: fits that slot role really well. He
1: compares a lot to like Amon St. Brown, um, where, you know, he could get almost 100 hundred balls in the slot and he probably could be a 1,000-yard receiver. On the Eagles, it might be a little bit tough since he would be fighting for, for balls with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Um, you know, I, I'd like him to maybe go to the Falcons at eight. I think that's the earliest he would maybe go. Um, you know, right next to, to Pitts and and Drake London could be a really nice, nice little offensive core that they would be building there. And, you know, with all the moves that they did on defense, I think that they probably would go with an offensive guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, I, I've also heard that the, the Patriots are actually really interested in, yep. in JSN. And then if if C.J. Stroud fell to two, then I think Houston has to also consider him at him at twelve pairing both those ohio state guys together and having yeah. that automatic connection i mean you've seen how well it's worked with Je- with lawrence and etn and then joe burrow and chase just having that extra connection and and even uh you know bryce young and uh not bryce young uh jalen hurts and and yep. sort of aj brown being yep. friends but then players together at, at um mm. at bama with with Smitty. Um, so you, you, it seems like it's just a trend with with a lot of the NFL and having two first round picks to get a pair like that could be an can be an awesome combo.
0: I think yeah. that you move away from again putting the ball all on Jalen Hurts and that's the reason you guys kind of lost Super right. You didn't have that that run. That run wasn't as efficient as you wanted to be. I think that young boy, I would test him out. See uh, what's your young running back's name?
2: You talking Gainwell? Gainwell. Kenny Gainwell.
0: See what Gainwell can do. Have another back in there that you draft late that can come in once in a while. But have Gamewell be your starter back and, like, let's see what the fuck you do. If you can't do anything, all right, revert back to old shit. Jalen, step up and just fucking fire on all cylinders. But I would love to see you guys. Fuck that. You have – you don't need to – you just need, like, you know, a late pick or trade. You could trade around for some – the same way the Cowboys, we went and got fucking odas What's his name? Um, wide receiver? D.Y. Hilton. Cooks. No, T. Y. Hilton. The same way we went oh, and got point. T. Y. Hilton or we got Cooks or something like that. Go get the someone that can just step up like, like a uh, Gallup. Go get like a Gallup that can play up and, and make these little plays when he needs to. Um, and then let that running back help you guys, help it out. Because you guys are bitching that you don't have another, I don't know, Eagles fans. You and Liam and Tone were bitching that they didn't have another fucking AJ Brown inside of AJ Brown. Like you guys need three mega all stars at wide no, we receiver. Never, court.
2: We have Devontae Smith. We have another wide receiver one.
0: Yo, uh, Tone was like, I need another wide receiver. I need someone better. I yeah, can't take. And I was just home, like, "I was like, Jesus well Christ.
2: Right
0: who do you guys – yeah. Who lit you guys up in the Super Bowl? <laughs> he goes – he's like, he's like, who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck is this guy from Rutgers, Jersey? Who is he? Who We're going to blow him the fuck out. He lit you Pacheco, guys up. Pacheco, baby. <laughs> seventh round pick,
2: man. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's what you go do for either that running back slot, a backup running back slot, or the wide receiver as well.
2: And that's why, because they also brought in Rashad Penny, who I do think, and it's a big if, but if he can stay relatively healthy and rotate between Gainwell and even a little bit of a Boston Scott, I do like him a yeah. lot in this offense. Yeah. Um, and that's why I do think at the end of the day, it's going to be, Sean, like we touched on already, they they really don't have a lot of those middle picks in the round, middle rounds. Yeah. They'll probably trade back that 10th pick or probably even the 30th. They'll go D-line, they'll go O-line. It's one in the trenches. It's what they've always done.
1: Yeah, I mean I I think you're you're reading the Eagles pretty well there and and mm. I don't know. They I I know that they're pretty high on Trey Sermon also that hasn't been mentioned. Right. Um he you know he's he's pretty unknown as far as um the eagles and and really just the, the the overall public he's he looked really good in preseason games but he hasn't really gotten that many nfl touches uh mostly just because Miles Sanders and and Kenny Gainwell really held to their own and then you know Boston Scott the uh the giant killer <laughs> yeah yeah
0: <laughs> so wait you're telling me so did the, the the chief I feel like we're not giving enough credit to chiefs so chiefs drafted Pacheco as well as Mahomes as did they draft Travis Kelsey as well
1: yeah but they and they traded for Kadarius Tony last year, which was a big move considering he was a first round pick the year before. Yeah,
0: and he, Ty, I mean and Tyreek Hill as well. Yep. Uh,
1: are are you like patting Andy Reid's back? Drafting yeah. yeah. <laughs> was,
0: was, was it Andy Reid who does the is, is 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 one of their main like like head guys of picking or drafting, or just someone else? That's so why I'm I'm asking a true question, not to show you guys.
1: I think it's their GM, but I think it's heavily influenced by what Reed wants and what fits his I offense. Did. Like
2: I do I, I, I do think that Kelsey was there before Reed, though. Wasn't he?
1: I think so. Or he was drafted. No, because Reed drafted both Kelseys. I know that they've talked about that on their podcast oh, before. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah.
0: You're right. yeah. You're right. You're right. Damn. Fucking Reed, bro. Damn. Fuck. That could have been you guys. <laughs> we got our Super Bowl, bro. We're gonna, we'll get more. We'll get more. All good. All good.
2: But um, your dogs it, run faster. It, yeah, that's right. <laughs> if,
0: if, if is that if that's all we have on draft, I have one other support. I wanted to do a quick take on. If you, uh, you guys had anything else, no, nah, in, in nah, draft, no. Okay, so Let's I go. don't know if you guys watched this weekend's boxing, uh, Javante Davis uh, versus Garcia. Did you, did you guys happen to watch it or you just caught clips? Caught clips. Okay. So yeah, I saw social
1: media highlights. Okay. Yeah. So I actually
0: watched this fight. And going into this fight, it was all hyped up, right? The talking shit, bet the purse, bet everything on it. Who walks away with what? Tank, you know, everyone knowing Tank is a knockout artist. Garcia's really your social media guy with the quick hands, but it's still a dog. Um, And it was one of these, like, let's just get it done. As well as everyone's looking at Tank a little bit, like, you're a little bit bitching, and you're a little bit nervous of Garcia because you're making him, you know, he has to be at a certain weight. He has to be under a certain weight of of, of rehydration weight as well. So, like, all these things were coming to play for the fight to play out with a barely hit side, uh, punch to the side. Now, my gripe is this is why boxing is done and UFC is taking over because you would never see this bullshit in, in the UFC. Like that was the most bullshit I've ever seen. I mean, we were up all night waiting for these fights. If this is what's going to happen, make these fucking fights earlier so people could get to bed and not stay up all night to watch nothing happen, and of course you're on a fire stick, so no one's watching the games I mean, the the fight until it fucking oh, starts yeah. and then once the fight starts, it crashes every single time you're fucking on a fire stick or you're using an <laughs> illegal site, so it's like I'm so sick and tired of boxing doing this to the fans of like, just money grabs, of hyping it up and then the next year, we'll do a, a, a run it back again, and it's like that was that had the potential to be a great fucking fight and to see him just go down like that and and hold his side and say i'm done like you could say what you want but that wasn't even a clean shot by him at all like like well, i think once he got knocked down he was like this is some real shit so fuck boxing i think i'm really going to dig into ufc from here on out
2: you sh- you should bro and I- i've gotten more into ufc i'm i wouldn't say i'm like a diehard fan that yeah. catches every fight and knows everything but i mean going back to what we just said like i caught the social media clips and the, honestly half of my social media page was just people saying, this is why the UFC is better. Yeah. So I know, I mean, I completely agree with you. It was, it was the fight of the year and it seemed like it disappointed nope. a ton of people.
0: Yeah. I mean, you had a couple weeks ago style bender and the UFC upsetting this shit and like getting his payback and such a great story. It's like, I, you know, I'm not seeing that from boxing, bro. It's it's just awful.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge boxing or UFC fan. I definitely like UFC more just cause I I see it as more of an entertainment value and a, more of a fair fight. Feels like a lot of these boxing uh, are either rigged or just guys trying to get their pay, their money bags. Yeah. And like, I mean, they went seven rounds, so like it was still a relatively good fight as far as like going the distance. But but you're right, it's all hype and like no bite when it really comes down to it.
0: Yeah, yeah like Javante was like celebrating on the ropes. It's like I can't celebrate that win, like. <laughs> But they're celebrating the bag. That's what he's he exactly, celebrating. Yeah. He's celebrating the purse. And then
1: five minutes after the fight, you see them, like, hanging out, like, their best friends or some shit.
0: Dapping like, it off. After,
1: after being at their throats, like, a week before. Yeah. Like, he, he
0: right. sold yeah. a fight. You know, Garcia sold a fight. Garcia could Garcia had the chance. to so no matter what, go out with a fight, get knocked out. But to make him a name for himself as well as, like, a boxing name as, like, yo, he's next up to box these big guys and be out here. But it's, like, folded, man. So I'm sticking to the UFC from here on out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm with you.
0: Yes, sir. Sounds
2: good. Patty the Batty, baby. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: That's hilarious. Hey, man, anything else you guys want to uh, say before we end it here?
2: Nah, nah, man. Uh, other than my Sixers being the only team to sweep in the first round, I think we're all good.
0: <laughs> we'll see. We, we, we pull up to a Boston game, bro. We have to.
2: It might I be the Hawks, bro. Come on.
0: I'm, 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 I'm telling well, you.
2: Actually, I just saw real quick. So Boston will probably win the next game which would put the Sixers' two home games being May 5th and 7th, the Boston Red Sox are also in Philly that weekend. So not this upcoming weekend, but the following, it's going to be Boston yeah. and Philly, man. In, <laughs> in Philly. So uh
0: Yeah, yeah. that's going to be crazy. I did, the I second like team party. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know that's because someone's going to put that on the shirt, yeah, bro. Exactly. It's going to be awesome, <laughs> right? That's, that's amazing. I love it. Uh, I thought like that happened in recent history, too. I feel like I've seen that. We're like, oh, with the Phillies last year, right? Philly yeah, we were playing uh, San Diego
1: yeah. – or I uh, think it was yeah. San Diego and the
2: Padres
1: and the Chargers, okay. like, all in the same week, something yeah, like that. Yeah.
2: That's cool when that happens. But Boston, yeah. man, like, that's a legitimate – I mean, I hate the Celtics almost as much as I hate the Cowboys. So <laughs> I know I'm not alone in saying that. So it's going to be it, – it, it's going to be a fun one.
0: Yeah, I love it. I can't wait to see it. It's the battle of white trash in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: of oh, <fans.
0: laughs> Yeah, the fans. Hey, I'll – I give it to, uh, like – as a people in general, I'll take Philly people any day over Boston people, but fan base wise, I still will go Boston over Philly. Who
2: has who has the worst accent?
0: Oh, Boston for sure. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Boston's awful. But you have worse white trash. Uh <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love this shit. Hey, man. Continue to check out the podcast. Follow us on all social media. Uh at we underscore podcast. YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter as well. Follow the Twitter. I forget the Twitter ad is uh, I have it on the screen. Uh YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon uh music as well. Follow Liam on the Instagram at
2: Liam Stokes Eleven.
0: And follow our guy, our guy, Sean, on the Instagram at Shawnee Football.
2: I love to see it. Hey,
0: trust up, guys. All right, thanks, guys.